20,000 troops, National Guard in Washington, D.C., who all are being screened and vetted for their allegiance to Donald Trump. They are now politically screening soldiers. And I'm sure they're doing this all around the country. These liberals are just the worst. It's Boogaloo and Antifa. It's coming out those Hawaiian shirt, like, fucking wannabe G.I. Joe little, like, wankers. Antifa. I stormed the Capitol. I mean, you got pictures of Boogaloo coming out now with the, you know, with Black Lives Matter shirts on and and their plate carriers and their AR-15s and and being uniformed as like some paramilitary group. And oh, you can you can you you have a fire team now. Wow, you're real fucking special forces, don't you know? Twenty thousand troops. And it's not Boogaloo that's being arrested. It's people like the three percenters and the Oath Keepers. So off the bat, this is very... Off the bat, this is very just... just on its face, like, they tell you it's one thing, but another happens, and then nobody questions it. And if you do question it, you're kicked off the internet. These liberals, I think, all the way from Bill Gates to your local TV host, I mean... I'm sure the level of, like, Satanism is just rampant. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, I've seen articles like Satanism's on the rise and the death of Christianity. I mean, Satanists hate Christians. They want them dead. And unfortunately, the Christian mentality is, you know, love thy neighbor, love thy enemy. So let them kill you. Let them come after you. And from that perspective, it it makes sense that maybe sometimes you have to employ the devil's tactics. But even then, it's easy to fall into that grip, fall, fall into becoming one with the devil. Because I'm sure it's very seductive and very addicting once you go there. But these people, I'm thinking like from all the way from the top down, like they, they can't be like scared of death. Like they're probably thinking, what's the worst that can happen to me? I'm doing something that I should be drawn and quartered for. 
and they're not going to do anything. So anything like that's better than that, I got to leave this world anyway somehow, and I'm doing things that should have me absolutely just give me the most painful death ever. But they're letting me do it. is probably the perspective of Bill Gates, which probably the perspective of Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is the president of the United States. She is going to be the president of the United States under Joe Biden. Joe Biden, like, doesn't know where he's at. He probably won't even know he's president of the United States. It's really coming up. It's really looking like Nancy Pelosi is trying to pull some strings here. She she has actual power. And you see some of the pictures of her standing in front of the National Guard doing photo ops with them and everything. It is just sickening. You can tell she's drunk on power. This is like... Like an end scene of like a Netflix season where she's like... I just see it where she just stands in front of like all these troops in Washington, D.C., in front of the Capitol, and she is just, she is just high as a kite. She is just high as she can be. And for probably all matters and purposes, she's been the president for the past, you know, ever since the past few weeks. Donald Trump seems to be absolutely impotent. He probably is trying to make moves, but they just, they just they, nothing happens with them. Nobody carries them out. They're trying to take over the military. And I saw this just now on Gateway Pundit. This is disgusting. This is scary. This is awful. This is fucked up. They're talking about QAnon and three percenters or people who adhere to the Constitution, which is forgotten, which they're not teaching in schools. They're teaching is like some Christian oppressive garbage. Somehow in some like postmodern rationalization or unrationalization. Look at this. Biden inaugural 2,000 National Guard troops in D.C. sworn in as special deputy U.S. marshals. That's right. Our soldiers, our military is now allowed to arrest U.S. citizens. I mean, large respects, there's been like all sorts of emergency Measures and Patriot Act and all this shit that made uh, the United States a battleground on the war on terror, which gave our military jurisdiction here. But here, now it's celebrated. It's not even. It's not even cloaked. This total like martial law in Washington D.C. that's going on right now is just, the like, the beginning of it. They plan on doing something in less than two days 
that's going to give them cover to justify having troops on the streets everywhere that have been marshalized, deputized, into arresting U.S. citizens with all the military technology that they have in place. I've been reading Machiavelli, and they said if you want to rise to power and maintain it, you better make sure you have all the foundations in place. And they have all the foundations in place. Of academia, last thing they need is the military. And I'm sure the military's in a pickle. You don't hear much about what's going on with the Marine Corps. I'm sure soon you're going to see them demonized. And maybe even the Navy. They were the branch that voted least for Donald Trump in the last election. But when Chuck Schumer comes out and says, this is our Pearl Harbor, we're what, two, three thousand, that was like 2,300, but like 3,000 sailors died by the Jap- by Japanese zeros and in the Japanese with their military, with guns and bombs and destroying military targets, sinking battleships, cruisers, destroyers, wishing to get rid of the Pacific fleet, trying to compare that with a couple hundred people storming the capital, making a mess, destroying a couple things, and stealing some memorabilia. That was led by Antifa and the fucking Boogaloos. If I was in the Navy, I'd be pretty offended. And luckily, I think that since they recruit kids at like 17, 18 years old, they're not full-fledged members of like Antifa or something like that yet. Because those are probably mostly recruited out of college. Unless they come back, do their four years, come back for the ROTC program, and then they recruit them out of, out of there. But I don't even think at that point. At that point, they're probably solidly, like, you know, American. So what are they going to do when they weed out all these people from the military and just have it be a political force? A big, massive SS. That's a good question. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm sure there's going to be all... I mean, the only solution, I think, to all this stuff is... Is get your books on, man. Like, get your reading on. Get, get you know, learn some, you know, learn stuff. And I think relevant topics are history... Economics, 
like instruction, you know, books or something or videos on, on how to build something that you want to build that you think is within your capabilities and something fun for you and has a purpose. Um, probably philosophy. You know, whatever you think pertains, that's going to pertain to the future. Knowing from the past that pertains to the future. Even in art. Because art is definitely... Art's dead, pretty much. Music is dead. There's no concerts. Nobody's on tour. I mean, like, the interest in art is just gone. Even in, even for me. Like, just over a year ago, I got, like, a new acoustic guitar. It's a real nice one. It's a, got a Gibson J15, which is, like, the J45, but, you know, instead of, like, uh, either rosewood back and sides on it or, uh, some cases, maple or mahogany, it's a uh, American, uh, oh, gosh. Oh my gosh, the the wood is skipping my brain right now. It's like the only American dark wood that there is. Why is it skipping me? I brain fart sometimes. According to Young, it's that we don't forget, it just like slips back into the unconscious. And your conscious mind is occupied, being occupied by something else. Like this podcast. And me trying to remember what it is that my guitar was made out of. The wood. In which I still can't fucking remember. You know, sometimes, and this is something I gotta work on. I'm sure we all probably do because our, I'm sure in a lot of respects our attention spans have been just destroyed But working on our train of thought, like, because I see, I I was watching some videos on this this philosopher out of Slovenia, Slovaj Zizek or something like that. You may have heard of him. Apparently he's pretty popular. But uh, his train of thought and his energy is just crazy. He looks like he's always... Sn- Sniffing and grabbing on his nose. So I'm wondering if he has, a, like, you know, a little helper that he uses. A little white powdered helper that, it, that you know, that helps him stay focused. But art's, you know, getting getting to the topic before I start get talking about my guitar. That's what I get for talking about my own shit, you know. Before I start, you know, get materialist, I start fucking up. But art's dead. Only thing that really came out in art that that was like kind of shaking was when Eric Clapton and uh, Van Morrison teamed up and made some anti-lockdown songs. See, that's real rock and roll. Like that's real like rebellion. Instead of everything like establishment, like that guy who got arrested. 
in Utah who led the fucking Antifa, like, raid in the Capitol, who's since been released from jail without bond. Uh, the mixed guy. It's always mixed people with their, like, identity crisis, you know. Mixed people in black and white, you know, they want to have all the goodies that, you know, comes with being black and and all, like, the... And all that, but then like they have, they feel so bad that they're white too. At the same time, they they gotta have like a real conflict going on within themselves. I know it's like the craziest ones are always mixed and light skinned, even amongst like black families. There's times where like the, a light skinned one comes out, and the rest of the black ones will like the ones that are darker will. uh kind of segregate and, like, make fun of and be racist, if you will, against their own family. This isn't in all cases. I'm not trying to generalize all black people here. But when, you know, we're, com- com- you know, society is completely bombarded with with uh, what it is to be black. I mean, Joe Biden says if you vote for Trump, you're not black. Constantly given the definition of what it is to be black then, of course, it's going to manifest somehow, especially when you live in a society of, like, non-playable characters. And I hate to use that cliche, but... But but it, that's, like, what it seems to be, you know? Just people just drone around, watch nine hours of TV a day, no interest in learning anything, none, but still seem like they know something. And care about something. Honestly, I think some sort of art revival needs to happen. That's what's going to be like the a hidden savior in all this. This is going to be like a a flanked front in this thing. Because the globalists and Satanists, they've destroyed art on purpose. It's almost like once Satanism was like really prevalent in art, it's been, you know, just progressively shittier into what we have today. Art's done for the glory, not for the therapeutic process of self-expression or just the desire in 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 the process and, and just going crazy trying to like come out with this like beautiful piece of work here. It's all about the glory of being the artist. Dress the part. And that covers so many other fields too. When I was watching some videos of this uh Slovage guy. He's wearing like regular clothes. Like he's not like dressing up like how you think a, a philosopher would. He's just wearing like regular shit. Beard, you know, regular haircut. But he does seem like a legitimate philosopher. And like I disagree with him on some things. But there's like a certain like. 
masculine realism that comes with philosophy. And by masculine, I mean by like a, a caricature, a character trait, an archetype. I mean, like Ayn Rand, you could, you know, it doesn't. It's not actual like physical masculine and feminine, but it, it's feminine. I mean, is very like emotional and not practical. Whereas Iran, Ayn Rand, she's like hyper masculine in her philosophies, which also has its place. I mean, you want to have a philosophy and kind of like check it and see if it's actually like realistic in Ayn Rand, even though she does describe a, a libertarian utopia. She's just laying like just unapologetic, this is what it would consist of. Which, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be getting to anytime soon because with the libertarian utopia of, like, no cops, where cops are obsolete, where military is obsolete, it's all just voluntary transactions based on honor. We're going to need... The need as individuals to have that honor is going to be necessary. And there's just no honor amongst people. None. Maybe I'm, you know, because we're all in this lockdown times and everybody's scared to, like, meet each other. And it's just you don't even want to go out because everywhere complies with this shit. And you don't even want to go to these places. Everywhere just has a weird vibe. They fucking, like... They've just, like, fucked everything up. Psychically. You know, and even Michael Desarian, he talks about how during the great uh, cataclysms of back in the day that actually, like, fucked up humanity's psyche, which gave us our ego today, which was our only coping mechanism to deal with such mass death, destruction, and just... The hell on earth that happened. And he gets his point from some other people. Even Carl Jung. And that we, we, we're in that right now. That happened to us in our generation today. This is going to fuck us up forever. And you know who hasn't? Been fucked up because of it? China. Where this whole thing started. This bioweapon. That came out of China. Backed up by Mike Pompeo. Came out of the lab. Funded by Gates. Funded by Fauci. The totalitarian solutions are being pushed on us by that whole entity. You want to know who the bad guys are? Just whoever is just going along with what the experts say out of COVID-19. This expertism. Which can... I'm not even going to say it. The expertism can go fly fucking kite. 
this is out of the San Francisco gate. China's economy is growing faster now than before the pandemic. Uh-huh. Didn't this thing completely just like propel them at the front of the race? There's a race for these people. And to some extent, it's our fault for thinking that way for American greatness, even though there is an argument for it. And it, and it's a and it's a legitimate one. Absolutely. But this need to be better than somebody else all the time. Out of pride. Ruthlessly. Not actually doing something better, but like making bad situations for somebody else. Unhealthy competition. Destroying your competition, which is warfare. And then not to mention what the Chinese people, what the Chinese government, the communist government does to their own people in order to win. I mean, how do the Chinese people, like, what are they? I mean, like, it, it, it shouldn't, it, like, doesn't it, like, perplex the mind? Like, how do they put up with this? Are they, they Are they actually this, like, clamped down? I mean, there's a lot of, like, smart people in China. Are they just so scared of their government? Does their government have that much control over them? But it's like people within the American American citizens, like, you know, Facebook and Google and everything, American companies, are setting up the whole, like, spy, like, infrastructure for them. And you have, like, satanic, like, communist Chinese government that is more than willing to use it and abuse it. But, it, it, I mean, it was invented to be abused in the first place. I mean... Yeah, this is... I mean, it's still pretty scary here. What's going on, but... And the only thing we can do as, like, Trump supporters or just, like, regular liberals who don't like communists and who don't like the Nazis who defend America but also criticize it at the same time we're on just, like, kind of standby mode right now. Stand by and, like, assess. We don't have any plans drawn out. It's like we're just waiting to, like, see what they do and then go off that. Which is actually, I mean, it's suspenseful. It's nerve-wracking. But on on a level, it's also the right move, too. Because we're going to play off what they do. 
we're actually right now doing this adapting. But we can't get passive either. Everything happens in cycles. And we've been through a long period of prosperity in the West, or in America even, that the negative energy or force or whatever you want to call it seems like it's going to rain for a little bit. It's going to do its thing. It's going to fucking suck. But just as like a storm passes, lets out its rain, its thunder, its lightning, the clouds dissipate, it'll be a nice day again. And what is that is making it down the line a nice day again is us right now. But just as that rain falls to the ground, eventually evaporates and creates more clouds that travel thousands of miles just to make a storm elsewhere. It's going the evil's going to rise again. Unfortunately, it's just built into this reality. I mean, think of it. Egypt at one point was like the center of the world. It was the crown jewel of the world. It was rich. Gold technology, the fucking pyramids. We still don't know what happened with, you know, what's up with those. But now look at Egypt. It's like pretty third world, desolate. You know, totally corrupt military. Rome, you can say the same thing about that. I, I I know I'm sounding like defeatist right now, but it's... I'm trying to... give some sort of, like, hope. Not pacification. I do... I want to avoid pacification. Because we've been pacified throughout all of this. Some sort of thing that isn't... It's not... dead forever, this thing. So even if... They kill a lot of people. It's important that we, we, we speak the truth right now. We do our best to find that energy and communicate it and let it live on f- forever the best way we know how. And so it's passed down. And the bad guys, are they, they know that's a threat to them. And they're, they are trying to fuck that up within humanity. Like, if they can try to vaccinate every single person on the planet, but the most people that are going to get vaccinated are going to be the non-playable characters. 
And it's going to be like the the best of us who voluntarily refused the vaccination. Out of a mistrust. And chances are it's going to be. And I hate even using the word us. You know, because that's like. I'm trying to have you identify with me, which is the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to have you identify with a a fucking guy named Schmuck here, you know. But on some level, I also am. So it's, you know, I'm a Schmuck, you know, I'm not perfect. But they can try to, you know, all the people who will voluntarily not vaccinate, not get vaccinated out of something that's killing hundreds, if not thousands of people right now. I mean, California just recalled their, what, Pfizer vaccine? One of them or California just recalled the vaccine because everybody's getting fucked up from it. The state of California, the most liberal state in the country. There's going to be some people who don't get vaccinated. They will not pass the whatever happens in the vaccine down to their children. And so on. And there's going to be passed down information too, probably orally or just the teachings from their parents down to their kids on why they didn't get the vaccine. And these, in, in, it's like these kids will actually be like the chosen ones of the future. And these are going to be the, the generation that goes up against the bad guys in the future. Like, us right now, we're like already dead in this. We're going to get the brunt of this. It's going to really fucking suck for us. But we don't do things for this lifetime like the Satanists do. Who sell their soul for comfort here on earth. Boy, that just even spurred a thought. Like, but the Satanists do something that their 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 goals are long term too. I'm not trying to give justification for them. I'm trying to think of what their justification for all this is. Well, one, I mean, a lot of good guys think will, you know, will be rewarded in the afterlife, which might be true. I don't know. If we're, if we are reincarnated, I don't have any recollection of what happened in between. But their justification could be, well, we're doing this for a long-term plan too. And the people who sell their soul to Satan, they're going to live a life of comfort. But that's not going to fucking happen because they kill each other all the time. There's no honor amongst them. There's no camaraderie. There's no brotherhood. They'll say brotherhood all day long. And unity and all this shit. 
But th- th- those are all just words to them. They'll say and do whatever it takes. Any means necessary. Karl Marx co- talked constantly about being pitless. They have no bottom. They have no bottom. They cannot be compromised with. But you have to like voluntary, voluntarily reach out to them in order for them to hurt you. Because their goal is to hurt you. You know, when I was reading this uh, short article out of the San Francisco Gate about how China's economy is better than it was before the fucking pandemic. And it's only going to get better because of Joe Biden, who China helped install. Gosh, I mean, it's it's like it's it's still like I like in disbelief, you know. Like they're actually doing this. But it is said by China. China's economy continues to power ahead. With remarkable momentum, leaving other major economies, most of which are still struggling to register with some semblance of growth in the dust, said Eswar Prasad, a professor at Cornell University and former China director of of the IMF, International Monetary Fund. With its outstanding growth performance, China has cemented its position as the primary driver of what has so far been a dismal global economic recovery. I mean, that's like when, like, Xi Jinping or something, like, calls a, a fucking, you know, communist Congress, you know, uh, you know, calls in, like, all the, you know, top party members and, like, gives a speech to them. You know, like, in those situations where they have to clap for fucking, like, an hour and 15 minutes and the first person that sits down gets, you know, him and his family like, thrown in the gulag or sentenced to death or, you know, whatever. Stalin would actually do that. He would actually have a guy in a fucking corner looking for the first person who stops clapping. Because, you know, the first person... Somebody's going to have to do it. Somebody's going to have to stop clapping. And Stalin just stands up there and just, like, which one he is going to do it. Humble people like, okay, all right, all right, sit down. But this is talking like as if Xi Jinping was speaking to his party. On like, it, it, it's... With its outstanding performance, China has cemented its position as a primary driver of what has so far been a dismal global economic recovery. Soon China will dominate 
the global economy, and eventually we will have people, our people, the our Communist Party in charge of the governments, and we will be victorious, and we will be reigning all under heaven. So I looked up this guy. This, uh... Eswar Prasad. And he heads up... He heads up... Where was it here? Senior professor... Of trade policy at Cornell University... And a senior fellow at the Brookings Institute. And here's some like the names names of this guy's books like Gaining Currency, Emerging Markets, Resilience and Growth Amid Global Turmoil, New Paradigms of Financial Regulation, Emerging Market Perspectives, Asian Perspectives on Financial Sector Reforms and Regulation. See, they put these perspectives in there so they can talk about it as like a good thing, as if you were one of them, as if that's your team. Like, these are all like, I mean, if you want to, I don't know a heck of a lot about economics. I mean, I know like basic economics, but I mean, I couldn't tell you like, I can't like use their jargon, you know. But these are super globalist books. It's like Klaus Schwab's fucking, you know, Great Reset. This is, these are the books you read if you want to know what they're going to do. And, you know, I've came across the Brookings Institute. I never really knew much about them. But they're definitely, I mean, this guy is senior professor of trade policy at Cornell University. And this guy looks evil. He looks like Obama, dude. Like, all these people look like each other. Like, Tim Wallace, the, the governor of Minnesota, looks like fucking Tom Arnold. This Eswar guy, he's got this, he's got the ears like Obama. He's got, like, but he looks evil, though, and he's got that, like, pedo lip. He's got this snarky-ass, like, smile, like, this guy's just fucked. So this whole thing tells me that if that that China is been quarterbacking this and then this is just another person that they have in American university systems in the American education system I mean fuck was it the head of the science department over at Harvard got arrested some other guys I got arrested not too long ago um all the laptops going to the kids all around the country like 200,000 of them being made by Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps, in slave camps. 
that the Chinese call like employment centers or vocation centers or something. We're helping them. We're giving them jobs. And of course, dickheads like this Eswar Prasad guy is going to like count that in as like their job growth number out of China. Which is going to like further like, you know, then the news is going to spit that out and then we're going to need to do other further shit. And then before you know it, they're going to be moving workers around and doing forced employment in the United States. Because it creates jobs, of course. In order to be forcibly employed, you're going to need the vaccine. Nice. I bet you can see that shit coming. And if you're not forcibly forcibly employable, well, we're going to arrest you and then put you in a slave camp anyway. And give you the vaccine. I mean, like, I can totally see how China is going to have, like, probably in, like, five years have troops in the streets here in the United States. This is scary shit. And it's really hard to gauge what to do, but this is, I think, something where, now I was thinking about this as a consideration, if it's something you're able to do and willing to do and capable of doing, because I don't know if I am, so I'm not going to try to say you have to do this. But it's almost like, we would need to consider infiltration operations. Infiltrations into Antifa. Infiltrations into Black Lives Matter. But then I'm also thinking, like, within, like, if you're going to infiltrate, they're going to make you, like, do some shit to, like, prove yourself. They might bring you a kid. You know? You know, that's probably what all these, like, pedo rings are doing, actually. They probably supply these kids for the blackmail itself. For the initiation rituals. To guard against infiltration. Because I'm sure they've thought about infiltration for a long time. Because that's what that that's what the fuck they did. Freemasons by the Jacobins. I'm sure probably is probably the Freemasons that like wrote the book on guarding against infiltration. Because you got a lot of like well meaning people that go in on the on the ground level like the, the bare-level initiates and everything. But once you get a few degrees up, you probably start dealing with some crazy shit. But, because, like, I was thinking, like, would it be 
the Vatican says that it's morally okay to inject yourself with dead babies, i.e. the COVID-19, quote, vaccine, because it's not a vaccine. It's okay to do that. I wonder if it's okay by the eyes of God. I'm going to say I, I'm going to say it anyway. I don't know. I'm I'm posing the question. Would it be okay in the eyes of God to fake selling your soul to the devil to infiltrate to do God's work? Because these people sure seem bound. You know, they when they sell their, their soul to the devil, they sure like take it seriously. Like, they're like, yeah, I, did, I can't, you know, I got to. I mean, yeah, my morals and everything say I can't, like, you know, like, kill a baby. But, like, I got to. It was part of the deal. Like, they take that, I mean, they, they don't have it both ways. I don't know the answer. To the, my, 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 my gut and my heart tells me, no, you can't do that. But I'm no, like, Christian religious scholar or anything. So I don't know the answer to that question. I'm sure, like, Nietzsche would be like, hell yeah, you can. Why not? Have your cake and eat it, too. But you also have ex-Satanists. doing God's work who have sold their soul to the devil who are actually probably being more effective in this interdimensional warfare that's going on right now. And even on like a rational level it's interdimensional because thoughts and like subconscious, this isn't, that's not 3D, that's not the physical world. It makes the physical world, it's above the physical world. And that is where the fight is. The fight isn't with, isn't, you know, clan against clan, uh, you know, battle with swords or, you know, Hatfields, McCoys or some shit. The battle is is over convincing. And they have somehow been able to guard against, defend against rationalism. Because they are not rational. They don't care about rationalism unless if it's applicable to what they're doing. Wilhelm Reich said they follow a rational they follow a rational uh, current. They follow a rational timeline, a line of rationality from something irrational. 
like I said before, like it's it's like well, you know, just what's going on today with Joe Biden, you know, uh you know, being accepted as a president even though he lost the election. We're assuming we're doing the elective process here, democratic elective process here. Over the in which came out over like millennia of fucking like, you know, rational thought that is like the most fair thing to do in order to get to have a leader so that it's not might makes right. So much thought went into the democratic process. And now here it's just been completely cheated on. So there's something irrational. And off of that, we're going to base rational, seemingly rational. Even that's not even fucking rational because because when people say that we have to shut up anybody who says that Trump won, actually won the election. Still rationalism here. But they're overwhelmingly irrational in their response to it. A couple hundred people stormed the Capitol in the name of being Trump supporters, even though they're not. It was Antifa and Boogaloo's, and Boogaloo's been fucking bad guys the whole time. It's beyond irrationality. It's just lie on lie on lie on lie. It's like if... fucking L. Ron Hubbard, like, invented a story and now we're making laws off of it. And actually doing procedures and making plans and doing things out of the expectation of a fucking spaceship coming back to Earth and sucking up the few chosen ones to go back to the paradise planet. But, you know, but 20,000 troops in D.C. Over Boogaloo and Antifa. They've been used to usher this in. But the gun is actually pointed at red, white, and blue Americans. And, you know, some of the first people are going to, like, go in this. One is going to be Boogaloo because they're they're going to be made out to be the bad guys. But, like, the tops of them are still going to be able to operate. They're still going to be on Twitter. They're still going to be able to do all this shit. Because, as you know, I mean, Parler gets dumped by Amazon. But Facebook had a big role in the organization of this shit. Just like they did in the Arab Spring. Just like they did in the... In Kiev. And they will continue to. But ordinary people who use rationalizations. This is a. It's like. The, rationalizing and reason is the gift for humanity. It is our nature in us. From what I've seen like. They say like the unconscious is really powerful. True. But it breaks the conscious level. Which is where our rationalization is. I'll see my dog. He'll be sleeping, right? And his tail will be wagging. 
he'll do little woofs, you know, in his sleep, which tells me he has an unconscious, a dog. But the conscious level is, doesn't have that much reason in the conscious life of a dog. They still just follow their, their will. They don't seem to ponder and think. They'll maybe be curious what you're doing. I was folding my clothes earlier on my bed and my dog's just looking at me, tilting his head, being all cute. What are you doing? I'm folding clothes. Huh. But like us, like folding clothes itself is like a rational thing. I guess it's a, to some dogs, instinct is rational. Some instincts are rational, like burying bones or something. So you can have it later. But is this rationalization, this reason... This preparing for the future. Squirrels have it with like, you know, bearing nuts. But our expanded ability of this is our gift, is our nature. And and and, and they're trying to destroy it. They want to be the only ones with rationalizations. They operate with seemingly irrationality, but in to them, this is the most rational. They are hyper-rational. They are hyper-rational. That's why they're trying to employ all this AI shit. Because AI computers are hyper-rational machines. Anything that's irrational outside of the ones and zeros is irrelevant. And we're all going to be operating at the whim of a computer and being deemed irrelevant thereof and we've been trained for it primarily through the music through electronic music you listen to whatever's on the radio everything is processed from top down by a computer the drums are a computer the beats is just completely just perfect on every quarter note on every 16th note on every 32nd note the notes being projected through an appreciator computerized just perfect up and down the scale accordingly. The voices have auto-tune on them. Music has been completely, the human element of music is completely gone. First, it's the sounds themselves that gave you the mood. It's like Mozart, where there's like no singing. Singing in like operas and stuff was used for special occasions. But most of most music was just the orchestra. That was it. And then it moved into lyrics more and more until what we have today is where the background music is completely irrelevant. It's just used as a kind of hypnotic uh, repetition to get those lyrics into the subconscious. And those lyrics are not good lyrics. All about death and killing and betrayal and just dishonor. And it's done that way on purpose. 
but don't feel alone. I too feel alone, especially in this lockdown time. Everybody's got masks on. You don't see another human being ever. If you do, you're at the bar drinking. Chances are you won't remember it as much. But don't feel alone. We are on some level psychically connected. We are all beaming information around each other. The bad guys use computers to just spy on us to do that, like a bunch of fucking creeps. We don't need to, like, dig into other people's purses and wallets and find out their personal shit. We, we, we already know what's going on. We're tuned in. Though we may need some more materialistic things to... to kind of confirm what our feeling is. Our hunches. Confirm our hunches because we're all just, we're learning as we go. These, these are insane times. We're, we're learning as we go in all this. There's no manual for this stuff. But at the same time, all this stuff has happened in the past to a lot of people. And we should not, this is, I mean, this is something I need to tell myself more often when I'm tired and like, just don't feel like doing shit, which is often, that a lot of people went through a lot of pain and perished in the past over not learning. This is our test. I mean, we're going to make it through on some level. But boy, are these guys bent on doing bad things. Things that we can't even fathom. Like imagine the shock of allied troops that came across a concentration camp. Only to discover after the war the actual atrocities. Like imagine if... America invaded China and was successful and took it over, won the war, all that. Imagine the absolute atrocities we would find. I mean, the Soviets, they were so fucking bad, especially against priests and and just Christians in general. They were just so evil towards them. They were so evil. There's a priest in... Gosh, I want to say Ukraine. That was found nailed to a wall, gutted, intestines hanging out with an aborted dead baby underneath him. Done by Soviet troops. I mean, imagine, like, that. Imagine someone doing that. Imagine, you probably can't imagine it. 
I know I, I, I would not have the stomach for it. I know I just wouldn't even think about it. It wouldn't even cross my brain. And I, I feel dirty that it that I came across the information and it is in my brain, but it's stuff that we're going to have to deal with. But imagine having the will and carrying out an act like that. That is hate beyond any imaginable scale. And these people want to tell us that we're the hateful people. But they know in that of itself pisses us off so bad they're trying to get us to their level. Just the level of that gaslighting is just so... Just despicable. Words cannot describe it. Like, what prompts the will to do that? And that's why it just seems so logical that this is an interdimensional war that's going on right now. That humans are the vehicles of. And these non-playable characters are completely commandeered by something else. And us, as individuals, because we're individuals, are commandeered by something much better. Something that's actually connected with nature. And I know I've been talking about God, and I'm, and I'm avoiding using that word just because, one, it's a word. And I mentioned in my last broadcast podcast that it just doesn't do it justice. A word cannot do the creator justice. It is so just under what it is. It, 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 we don't have the mental capacity capacity to 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 understand the creator or understand what we think of as god but a lot of people have their own definitions of god as should be so i i i i i avoid using that word in that respect it isn't atheistic it doesn't come out of any atheism it doesn't come out of any animosity to the uh, Christian version of God or the Muslim version of God or any other any other religions, any other concepts of God. <coughs> Excuse me. But If you're an individual, which it can be pretty hard to do because we're pulled, our brains are pulled in a million different ways and we're lucky that we even like know how to find an actual pair of shoes that we want instead of the first ones that like, that we're, that just get shoved in front of our faces, that we actually have our own musical tastes. That we don't listen to what's cool. That we read a book. 
instead of like, oh, what should I binge watch on Netflix now? What should, what should I fucking waste my life on now? And it's only going to hurt more in this world to be an individual. And if we're going to get rewarded, rewarded or not, that's not the point. The point is when we see something that's bad, we fucking call it out. 